Considering the plethora of vaccines developed over the last several years, wouldn't it be nice if there was a vaccine to prevent cancer? Wait, there is? All right, let's talk about it. But first, the Lady Parts Doctor podcast is a health podcast focusing on issues that affect women and those assigned female at birth. However, it is for everyone. This is our safe place to talk about the things that matter to you involving your spiritual, mental, and physical health. It's not medical advice, it's medical information. We talk and I give you the evidence with a little of my personal and professional experience sprinkled in. So sit back, relax, grab your water, coffee, tea, wine. Where I am, it is in the afternoon and I am not drinking wine, but I do have my glass of water. So grab whatever makes you comfortable and relax and tune in. Hello and welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I am Dr. Stephanie Hack, also known as the Lady Parts Doctor. And thank you for joining me today because I love it when we chat. And you know, we always have something to talk about, always, every single time. Last episode, we talked about setting intentions versus setting resolutions. We talked about how important setting intentions are for your health and how you can really use them to have an amazing and healthy 2024. So if you haven't tuned into that episode, I recommend that you go back. If you tune into the other podcast, The Permission Playbook, we're also actually setting intentions together. So tune into one of those, but if you haven't, it's okay because we have a lot of new information today. Now, did you set your intentions for the year? Did you set intentions for the year? And if you did, what intentions did you set? I want to hear them. We're already connected, I'm sure. So you can DM me, you can DM me on TikTok, you can DM me on IG, you can email me. Some people don't email, but I still email. It's drhack, D-R-H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor.com. Let me know so I can send you my support because we are a very supportive community here at Lady Parts Doctor. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you grow. And I really want to see you be your best because I know you can. January is Cervical Health Awareness Month, and we've addressed that by hosting the first of a series of Lady Parts Doctor webinars. We hosted five things you need to know about cervical cancer prevention just two days ago. Were you there? Were you there? If you missed it, no worries. No worries. I am going to upload that webinar to the website, ladypartsdoctor.com, um, shortly. And by shortly, I mean by the end of today, I think. I plan. As I mentioned, there will be more webinars on various topics, and I would love to have you there. So if you missed it, don't worry. And I really love when you come to the webinar because it gives us an opportunity for kind of a live question and answer period. It gives us an opportunity for engagement and a chance for you to have your questions answered in real time. Also, I have been talking about, I have been talking about, um, pap smears and cervical cancer screening all on my social media accounts here on TikTok, here on the podcast, on Instagram, everywhere. And it's it's been a lot of fun. So I hope you've gotten in on some of the fun too. We're continuing our focus on cervical cancer prevention in today's episode, all about HPV and the HPV vaccine. I'm answering some of the most commonly asked questions and those you haven't asked, but you want to know. And I know you want to know. Okay, so let's get into it. Before we can talk about HPV vaccination, we need to just start by discussing HPV. HPV stands for human papillomavirus. It is the most common STI, and it infects 75 to 80% 
of people throughout their lifetime. I mean, that's a lot. That's almost everybody. It's spread by skin to skin contact. And once infected, it enters the cells and has like a whole replication party, making as many versions of itself as it can. And I don't know, I'm going to date myself here. But whenever I say that, it makes me think of that Cosby episode, uh, the Cosby show back in the day where Rudy got sick. Do you remember when Rudy got sick? And Bill Cosby, who well, I don't really have to say much about it. It's not Bill Cosby. It's Cliff Huxtable was talking to her about how the germs were having a party in her body and they were having a party, party, party. So that's what it makes me think of when I say um, that HPV has a little replication party, but that's what happens. And you don't have to worry about that for the most part, because most HPV infections are going to go completely unnoticed by you and your body is going to clear them within one to two years of infection. But sometimes, Sometimes, sometimes that infection persists. Now, when we talk about HPV, we really break it down into two types. You have low-risk HPV and you have high-risk HPV. This risk designation is based on how likely that HPV is to cause abnormalities that progress to cervical cancer. Now, of note, when we do your pap smears and cervical cancer screening, we are not testing for low-risk HPV. And we are not testing for low-risk HPV because low-risk HPV is not going to kill you. If you get cervical cancer and it goes unchecked and untreated, that can kill you. And so that is what we are testing for, high-risk HPV. Okay, I'm going to continue. So low-risk HPV is unlikely to progress to cervical cancer. The two most common types of low-risk HPV are types 6 and types 11, and they cause about 90% of genital warts. Genital warts. So low-risk HPV, genital warts. We know that... Um, even more types of high risk of even more types of HPV exist. Actually, there are over 150 types of HPV, but we know that 16 and 18 are the most concerning high risk HPV types. They cause more than 70% of cervical cancers. Once the cells of the cervix get infected with HPV, if it isn't cleared by your immune system, it hangs around and it starts causing problems like kids at the mall in the 90s. If you know, you know. If you don't know, that's okay. You're probably much younger than that. But the longer it stays, the more time it has to disrupt the process of cell reproduction and removal. And that is how cancer happens. What happens when you're developing cancer is that the cells aren't dying like they should. Our body has a whole process of cell growth and cell development, the cells age, and then the cells are programmed to die. But when you get cancer, the cells aren't dying like they're supposed to. Something has come in and disrupt that process. And so the cells continue to live beyond when they should. And so HPV comes in and it disrupts the process of cell reproduction and removal and your likelihood of developing an abnormality increases. So now that we've discussed the bad news and all of that about HPV, let's get to the good news. First, progression to cervical cancer is a slow process. Once precancerous cells are detected, not just an abnormality, but actually a concerning abnormality, a high-grade abnormality, um, it takes approximately three to seven years for cervical cancer to develop. And that means many, many opportunities for discovery treatment and prevention. More importantly, prevention, because we don't want you to get to that point where 
We don't want you to get to the point where you're actually having to deal with an abnormality and you're having to um, have cervical cancer, of course. So second, we also have something that decreases your risk of getting infected with the most common HPV types, and that is the HPV vaccine. Isn't it great to have a vaccine that can keep you from having to deal with all of this? So the HPV vaccine is one of only two cancer-preventing vaccines, the other one being the hepatitis B vaccine. And the current vaccine, Gardasil 9, that's the only vaccine that is available in the U.S., the Gardasil 9 vaccine is over 99% effective at preventing HPV infection and HPV infection for the specific types of HPV that it vaccinates against. So let me get into this for a second. There are many times that somebody might be vaccinated and then they say, hey, Dr. Hack, I was vaccinated, but I still got HPV. So how did that happen? And the reason for that is when you get the HPV vaccine, it doesn't vaccinate against every type of HPV that ever existed. It only vaccinates against the certain types of um, HPV that it protects against. So with the Gardasil 9, it only vaccinates against nine types of HPV. And so if you were to get infected with an HPV that was not one of those nine types, then you will show up as um, having an HPV infection. Okay, so let's get back to that. So it is 99% effective at preventing the infection with the HPV types it vaccinates against. In fact, according to the CDC, since the HPV vaccine was first recommended in 2006, infections with HPV types that cause most HPV cancers and genital warts have dropped 88% among teen girls and 81% among young adult women. And that is amazing. There are three total vaccines and Gardasil 9 is the most comprehensive and the only commercially available vaccine in the U.S. and protects against two types of low-risk HPV, so 6 and 11, which we discussed, and seven types of high-risk HPV, including 16 and 18. It's given as two shots, six to 12 months apart from those, uh, excuse me, it's given as two shots that are given six to 12 months apart. And that's only going to be for people who get their first shot between the ages of nine and 14. If you get the HPV vaccine and you are 15 years or older, if you get it and you're 15 years or older, then you actually get three shots. And the three doses, what happens is you get the first dose, and then the second dose is given about one to two months after the first dose, and the third dose is given six months after the first dose. So it's a zero month for the first vaccine, then one to two months later, and then six months after the first vaccine. Now, let's answer some of your more or the most common questions. First question, how do HPV vaccines work? How do they work? HPV vaccines work by stimulating the immune system to produce antibodies against the virus. So you get the HPV vaccine. It says, hey, immune system, here, see this virus? We don't want this. And then your body is going to create immune an immune response. So then whenever it becomes infected or recognizes HPV, it's going to automatically have the equipment, the army, the team together to fight the HPV and get rid of it. Okay, so that's how the HPV vaccine works. Who should get the HPV vaccine? And that's a really great question. The HPV vaccine is recommended for all genders, all genders. So whether you identify as a boy, whether you identify as a girl, starting at age nine to 12, ideally, 
before you become sexually active. You can also get catch-up vaccination um, for those up to 26 years old. Now, in 2006, in the U.S., the FDA approved the vaccine, excuse me, not in 2006, um, this was a few years ago. I can't remember the exact year, but the FDA in the U.S., again, remember that's what we're talking about, has approved the vaccine to be given up to 45 years of age for certain individuals. So it's worth discussing with your healthcare provider if you've never been vaccinated to find out, okay, are you a candidate? Is the HPV vaccine safe? As I mentioned, it's been around since 2006, and there have been lots of opportunities to research and determine how effective and how safe it is. It's safe. The most common side effects are mild, and they're similar to other vaccines. So think about like when we tell you when you're going to get the flu shot, that you might have soreness at the injection site. And you might have a little redness. Those are that's what you would expect. Now, do I still need the vaccine if I'm already sexually active? Yes, yes, and yes. Even if you're already sexually active, the vaccine can still provide protection against HPV strains that you have not been exposed to. So, if you've already been sexually active, there's a high probability that you've been infected with HPV at some point. Getting that vaccine is going to protect you against the other let's say you get the HPV-9, the other eight types you haven't been exposed to, for example. So it is still worthwhile. When I get the HPV vaccine, do I still need regular pap smears? Yes, yes. So regular pap, smears are, um, regular pap smears are still necessary because the HPV vaccine does not protect against all cancer-causing HPV strains. So you still need to get screened to make sure that you're good to go. All right. So did I hear you say that boys can receive the HPV vaccine and why is it important for them? Yes, boys, non-binary, however you identify, everyone should receive the HPV vaccine to protect against HPV-related cancers and and prevent the spread of virus in the population. HPV also, it doesn't just cause cervical cancer. It also causes vulvar cancer. It can cause vaginal cancer. It can cause penile cancer, it can cause anal cancer, and it can cause cancer of the mouth and throat. So the HPV vaccine preventing you from getting infected with um, HPV is really going to have a significant improvement on decreasing all of these cancers. Final question, does your body really clear HPV? Now, when we say clear HPV, what we mean by that is you test negative for HPV. And this could be because you no longer have any virus or because the virus levels are so low that they're undetectable with our testing. And what we've seen with some older women is that there is a peak of HPV infection in their 50s. And the theory is that there could be a reactivation of an old HPV infection from the past. Now, one particular study found an association with the number of sexual partners that women had in their 20s with the likelihood of having an HPV infection later on. And there is something to note. That is something to note for women who came of age during the sexual revolution in the 60s and 70s because they might be experiencing an, another HPV infection, which is really the same old infection. And it's something that we continue to research and try to really understand. And that's it. So let me look and see if I can see any comments or questions as I look through here. 
to see if you had anything to say and if you had any additional comments. Let me see. Um, let's do a quick poll. Did you already know this? That's what I want to know. Um, I want to know, did you already know this information about HPV, HPV vaccination? Has Is everybody already up to date? Was this stuff where you're like, mm, Dr. Hack, whatever, I already knew this. So I put up a poll and I want to see, do we have any comments here? Um, okay, yeah, let's come through. So good. I think everybody was good and no specific questions. If you have questions or comments, you can ask them now. Okay. Viewer, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, V. That was very kind of you. Did you join? Does anybody have any questions about HPV and HPV vaccines? All right. I think we're good. So your affirmation for this episode, and we always end with an affirmation because I want you to leave feeling better than when you came. Your affirmation is, I prioritize my health as part of my self-care. Okay. Give you a moment to say that. One more time. I prioritize my health as part of my self-care. If you have any other questions about HPV, connect with me. You can email me, drhackatladypartsdoctor.com. You can DM me on TikTok. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm at ladypartsdoc. Check out the webinar. It will be up this weekend. Until next time. Mm -hmm.